Hi, I'm Case Ellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And this is the In It Together podcast. No matter what level of experience you have in real estate, navigating the ever-changing real estate market can be tricky. Each week, my co-host Mark and I will bring you valuable tips, tricks, and trade secrets from our favorite industry experts, colleagues, and friends. Sit back and relax because we're about to get started. But most of all, I hope you realize that no matter how complicated the real estate industry can be, you're going to walk away knowing we're in it together. On today's episode, our guest is Becky Wynn. Becky has been in the real estate business for almost 20 years. Can you believe that, Becky? Almost 20 years. Um, starting as an admin before working herself up to being the top 10% of agents in the metro Atlanta area. So welcome, Becky, to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We're really excited. Becky, you and I have a really similar real estate story, I've noticed, because you you started your journey 20 years ago. You worked your way into becoming an agent from an admin. So tell us like a little bit about that journey, like how you got started and all of it. Um, I kind of came into the business not knowing about the business as much as I feel like I should have and came in as a single agent, definitely an introvert, was a fail. And so I ended up helping other agents with more administrative stuff. So I worked with a couple of different mega teams at that point in time on the admin side. And my team leader at that time um, was like, have you considered starting an admin business? So I became the virtual assistant for the office doing transaction coordinating. And then at some point I was like, this is not for me. I decided to go to law school and um, worked for a closing attorney's office for a period of time, helping them doing training, building relationships with the agents in our office. And then was like, this is not for me either. Um, And during that time, I started doing short sales for the law firm and helping other agents with them. And that um, became a strength for me. I was really good at negotiating short sales and handling the clients during that journey. And that's what brought me back into the sales side of real estate. That's awesome. That that makes sense. You have such attorney vibes too. Like you're, (laughs) I I totally see it now. I had no idea. Um, That's really super cool. I just love that you're an introvert and you're out there selling real estate at a really high level here. So um, (laughs) did you always know you could do that or were you, you know, super confident from day one or because it sounds like you went through a little bit of a evolution there. I definitely went through a huge evolution. I feel like Um, I'm still an introvert, but I've learned um, along the way to really play to my strengths and recognize that there are different ways to win in this business and um, really just showing up for your clients in the way that they need makes it less about what my natural tendency is and making it more about what is it that the client needs? How do I need to really show up and demonstrate to them my expertise? But I will say that the competence that I grew over time really gave me my confidence and I think that's what really like skyrocketed me to the next level so that I could get over that hump initially. And that started with, was it, did it start with the negotiating with the short sales? 
the short sales, 100%. I love the negotiation side more than anything else. Um, I'm not really great when it comes to more of that, um, you know, checking out houses, loving how they look and, you know, looking at houses. That just wasn't my personality. But I, I did love the, let's go through the legal contracts. Let's really decide what do you need to, what does the client need to be protected in the transaction? And the really negotiations, like all day long, that's still my favorite part. That's awesome. I'll have to remember that when I get tired of negotiating something. I'll call you. <laughs> if that could be a business where that's all I did all day long for agents, I would totally like move in that direction instead. Nice. <laughs> I'd hire you to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, I've always seen you as a strong leader um, because you aren't afraid to share your opinion, encourage others to success and help them. What do you think makes for a good leader in real estate? Um, I think if I'm looking at it from just an overall perspective, you know, I'm a fairly new mom. I have a three and a half year old at this point. And what I recognize that I heard from Andy Stanley is the idea of you know, your only unique role is the leader of your family, right? So the leader as, you know, of Vivian, my daughter, and I look at it as more of like the idea of being a role model, right? Like I've got to look at my leadership more like a role model. How am I showing up in the world? How am I behaving? How am I speaking? How am I physically doing things? And what am I truly demonstrating? And is are all of those pieces in alignment so that, you know, what I'm demonstrating and really the energy I'm putting out into the world, I think is what determines that great leader more than anything else. So that's it's, awesome. Yeah. It's leading by example. And um, some of the it's hard. It's very hard to be a leader in real estate. And when you're cognizant of what it really takes and um, especially having that discipline within yourself, I mean, that that's why you are as successful as you are. So, yeah. And I think like going back to real estate, like you said, it's the, our role is to juggle and hold so many different hats in the transaction or in the experience for our clients that you you are juggling not just the professionalism but the personal side of things and you're juggling like so many different personalities along the way and you're leading not just your team but you're also leading your client and you're leading the other parties in the transaction as well and that ability to be consistent and congruent overall um, and demonstrate that to everybody I think is really what it comes down to in order to be a great leader on any level or any scale. I 100% agree with that. Case and I were in a class with a coach named Jordan Freed last week, and he talked about you know leading yourself first and leading yourself at a high level so that you can lead others. Um, and it creates and inspires uh, confidence uh, from them in you when you do that. So that's cool. I love yeah, that. I I like that you reminded me of that because we forget and we focus so much on how are we leading other people that sometimes we forget about how are we leading ourselves? Like mm -hmm. that's, I need to, I need to think on that a little bit more, more often. <laughs> I love that. So Becky, you're also part of the Southeast region of Keller Williams Live Luxury Division, and you've been a strong contender in the luxury sector for a number of years. 
So how did you start getting your feet wet in the luxury market? And what advice would you give to someone starting off in that niche? Um, I would say my advice is remind yourself that luxury is not a price point. It is an experience. For the luxury homes that I've sold, they were all relationship-based. They were past clients that grew well through the years or referrals from past clients. And if luxury is not like your day-to-day, -day, like I'm not living that luxury lifestyle or in that price point. Um, if luxury is not your day-to-day -day and you don't necessarily live in that scene, then create a five-star experience for your clients. Also help your clients grow their wealth through real estate and that sector will naturally become a part of your business. Hmm. I love that. It's a good, good point. Helping people grow their business or their their. Uh, portfolio is going to help you grow your business. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. My, um, my lowest price point, lowest sale from my career was a $10,000 short sale. And um, fast forward, like 10 years later, my highest sale was like two and a half million dollars at the time. And it was the same client. Wow. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's the, you know, the relationship. It right. really just. It really is. I think a lot of people, and I made this mistake when I first started in real estate. So I'm like 18. My, some of my friends at the time, you know, they were still in college or high school. I wasn't a country club person. You know, I wasn't around that. And I wanted to do sell luxury. And the first deal I ended up getting, which was a $1.4 million listing, was because I sold um, this kid a $124,000 short sale in 2009. And his dad was so impressed that I actually took the time to help him because no one else wanted to, that he listed his home with me. And that's really how I got started. So I, I completely agree with you. And I think that's great advice because so many people get caught up in the selling sunset and million dollar listing shows and they're like oh it's it's so fabulous and great and it's so easy and they don't realize you know the work that really goes into creating those relationships so you have the opportunity mm -hmm. that's exactly it similar experience again case i know i like the more we talk <laughs> the more i'm like you're basically my twin i love it <laughs> i thought that when i first saw both of you together i was like twins <laughs> yeah first totally. thing i had <laughs> well okay. so becky tell us about a moment in real i have to ask everyone this tell us about a moment in real estate that kind of changed your life um i would say recently what has changed my life or maybe my focus for this next chapter is the kw wealth workshop i had an amazing experience out there and I think it just simplified and helped me get more focus around um, building my own legacy, you know, along the way that real estate really is more than just the buying and selling of properties. It, you know, or helping your clients buy and sell properties. It really is, is creating an opportunity for yourself to have other, you know, sources of building your own wealth. And that's the part that I did not focus on or tap into um, this past decade when I had the opportunity to. And I think it's my focus for the next decade. Nice. 
I think that's the a, a common theme throughout real estate, right? Like most realtors help other people get wealthy and they don't really focus on their own portfolio, their own wealth building. And uh, they're, they're, you know, the cobbler's children never get shoes, they say. Yes. So we always go sort of, we're at the last of the bottom of the pile of people to get taken care of when it comes to our own wealth building. So I love that you're focusing on that. Yeah. And I'm and not trying, go ahead. I love that we're in an organization that um, truly is focused on helping their agents build that wealth, not just trying to just have the agents focus on sell more homes, sell more homes. It is the building a true legacy for yourself, you know, right. creating that generational wealth. And that's literally what I was going to say was the, I, and I'm not just trying to plug KW here. Um, the years I was in, in business and other companies, we never had conversations about this. And I was in a, a great position a couple of years ago that I could have purchased several properties. And again, we get so excited about, we're such givers that we want to create these opportunities for our clients that sometimes we don't take the opportunity to do it for ourselves. And Keller Williams is great about teaching us that. Like this is, you know, how are you supposed to help others if you're not also, you know, building your legacy in your life? So um, I definitely have the same appreciation for our company for that reason. Yeah. And the piece of advice that I got that really helped me um, think through my perspective around me building my own wealth along the way was that, you know, and it was true. So I was talking to a financial advisor and you know, he was asking me about like the properties that I own, what we've done and um, through the years and such. And I recognized that like me owning my own investment properties, me having my own Airbnb properties really makes me an even better advocate or advisor to my clients. And so doing that for myself is also doing it for my clients. And that's something that I think is much more powerful when we're able to, again, model, you know, that like portion of our wealth so that we can then help our clients duplicate something similar. For sure. I love that. I, I, I don't know anyone else that talks more about wealth building than, than Gary Keller. And every time I, I'm in one of his masterminds, he reminds us that like the first question we should be asking if we're talking to a seller is, is this a, a property I should buy for myself? Like ask that first and then go into helping them list it. Oh, I like that. I love that. Active. Cool. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's why we're here, right? It's like, we, Case and I do this to get people like you on here to share, you know, the nuggets that you've learned along the way to help other entrepreneurs. So what piece of advice um, would, has someone given you uh, just in general about your business, would you say um, would benefit the listeners? Um, don't be a professional student. Like I love our company and there's so much training that is amazing. And obviously there's other training outside of the company too, but don't just be a professional student. I think it's about getting into action and fail forward as fast as you can and take all the risks that you can as quickly as you can. And I think that's really my mantra for 2023 is just be in constant action. I love that. Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. 
I love that. Oh, I'm gonna have to change my little. I stole it from someone else <laughs> this week. I think it was Jordan Reed, actually. <laughs> love I'll it. pretend I've said it. <laughs> Done is better than perfect, right? Um, so anyway, Becky, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go and do that? Oh, I'm old school. My number is 678-596-6821. Awesome. I, lo I love when we do a podcast where everyone in the in the room has been doing real estate for more than 20 years because we all answer our phones and we, we still <laughs> give our phone number even when we're leaving a voicemail and the phone tells you who's calling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is true, isn't it? It is. I love it. Well, that's all for today, and we hope you enjoyed our segment. Please don't uh, don't forget to like and rate our podcast on your preferred podcast platform. And the more ratings we get from you guys, the more we can naturally build our audience with other cool people just like you. I'm Mark Jones. I'm Case Ellers, and we're in it together. <laughs>